hello there. Hey, Jim. Hey there, how you doing? Great. And we're joined today with uh, James Pratt, uh, part two of the interview with him. We're going to talk about something really near and dear to his heart. Copyright. Which is copyright. copyright. Yes, Ooh. absolutely. Why don't you turn that more towards him and less towards me, because he's going to be doing all the talking. I'll just, I'll just snuggle up with Robert here. Oh, he's going to snuggle yeah, up snuggle with Robert. With Robert. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, so we had a great interview with uh, James talking about his work and some great advice for new photographers. And we, in the process of getting ready for the show, James has got a passion for copyright because I heard you speak last year, yeah. maybe a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. and you spoke several times on copyright because uh, a lot yeah. of photographers just don't understand They don't understand it. They don't understand Two things. One, how easy it is to do, to register your images. It's right. really a piece of cake. Number two is how big of a stick it gives you when people steal your images. It's a huge stick when you register your images. And, uh, for example, if you, you know, your images, whenever you take the photo, they're mm -hmm. instantly copyrighted. So you own the copyright the moment you click the shutter. They're your photos. And so you can go sue some If somebody steals your images in the next day, you can go sue them all you want. You can win. But the problem you get is you can only win up to, I think it's triple damages. And so... If it's not registered. If it's not registered, right. And so if it's not registered, I mean, you might... If, if the photo normally sells for, let's say, you get a really good photo, sells for $1,000. Well, wow. you get $3,000 worth of damages out of it. Well, the problem you get, you can't get an attorney to pick that case up. It's a federal case, first off. you got to go to federal court, and you can't get a a uh, intellectual property attorney to pick up the case on contingency. And so Okay, gotcha. So it's definitely copyright violation is a federal offense. It it's is not a federal a state. Right. Thing. It's a federal offense. You go to federal court with it and uh, you can win them. You can win them, but you got to have the money you're going to have to pay an attorney to win it if you don't have it registered. If on the other hand your image is registered mm -hmm. with the US Copyright Office, then you can get uh, punitive damages. And those are those are not just those are uh, up to $150,000 per image per violation. Wow. And so if people steal your images, now you can really swing a big old stick. I mean, you may not get $150,000 in image, but you can easily get, you know, dollars $100,000 $100, punitive against the person who stole your images as a punishment for stealing your stuff. And so that now you can talk to an attorney, and an attorney will pick it up on contingency. Wow, that's great. Okay, so let's. So, have you ever had these cases where you've had to go to court? I uh, never had. If I had to go to court, all I got to do is swing that big old stick, <laughs> and people start. And I always tell people when they steal my copyright. I was telling Jim earlier the way I do it. When I first started dealing, people stealing my copyright, I send them a letter, say, "Hey, you know, you, you those images are mine. Uh, you need to pay me for them." And they'd either ignore me, or they would say, "No, I'm not going to do it," or they'd take them down and think that was good enough. And so nowadays what I do is I send, I kind of do what I call a preemptive strike. I send them a, a letter that says, hey, you stole my images. Here's how much you owe me. And by the way, these images are registered. Here's my registration number. And here is a link to a website about copyright registration. This is your liability. You need to understand that. And before you get back to me, you need to talk to an intellectual property attorney. And here's a couple names you can call. Wow. And so So I you're see, even giving them info to let them know you've done wrong. Yeah. And I know you've done wrong. Right. And here's and here's somebody to talk to and they'll tell you you've done wrong and they'll tell you what your your liability is. And so if they're smart, they always look they usually when I get a call back or either call or email, they go, Oh my gosh, we're so sorry we didn't mean to. Here's a check we'll send it to you right now. 
<laughs> <laughs> and that check is normally what your normal usage no, right would right. be. Right. You're right. I do just give them a check for, you know, three fifty, five hundred thousand bucks, whatever it might be. And wow. yeah, they usually they're writing that check so damn fast they can't ain't <laughs> done dry. Wow, that that sounds awesome. So let's go. Okay, so now being that you do commercial and editorial work, the images you produce in itself have the greatest value. Where like a portrait photographer, you're just kind of dealing with that client. No one really is going to be interested that much in a portrait of Jim but, that I take. Probably not. But if you took a portrait of John Kennedy on the beach with Marilyn Monroe. That would be a pretty damn valuable. Yes. Yeah, we have one of those. <laughs> yeah. I have it. This is my safety deposit box. Right. So, so you know, well, someday it could be worth some money. Yeah, that you person know. could be famous, I right. guess, for right. lack of a better word. Right. Uh, I actually registered mine, and I did not know about the nine days. I've always done mine every six months. No, you got it. No, the way the copyright works is is uh, you can register them anytime you want, even after publishing. You can register them. Okay. But to register unpublished, it's cheapest to register unpublished works. Mm-hmm. And unpublished works has to be registered within 30, uh, 90 days of the time the picture was taken. Okay. And you can still register it as an unpublished work. And so what I do is I go into Lightroom and I have an export made. And I export like 600 pixel wide images. They don't mm-hmm. have to be very big. I export them all for the, for the previous 90 days out to a, a folder. Then I zip that folder together. And then I go to the website, upload that zip file, pay my $35 registration fee. you got to describe what it is. That's all your, you know, I say James Pratt's works for Q1 2013 and upload those. And then, you know, it takes about, oh, about 90 days. You'll get a certificate, a printed certificate back in the mail with a stamp and all that stuff with your certificate number. Then I take that, scan it, put it in with that folder with those copyright and mm. I have that certificate then. Very good. Wow, that's awesome. Now, they're not doing the thumbnails anymore. I remember you used to be able to send a CD in. Yes. And they would give you a thumbnail they don't like, do that printout. No, no, so they don't do that thumbnail no, anymore. No, because no. uh, I guess they assume you already have the images. But. Yeah, you got the images, so you know what right. they are. Right. Wow, that's 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 pretty impressive. So let's so let's talk about the copyright itself. Now, now, well, let's go back. Let's to go the back. Reg- registered. Let's go back. Registration. Okay. Yes. If you have, that doesn't mean if you took a photo two years ago that you can't still register it. Okay. Okay. You right. can still register that photo. If it's been published, you have to register it as a published work, and in that case, you can only register one image at a time. And so, how much is that? And that's thirty-five bucks, yeah. right? And so, you, so if you let's say you you have a photo and it's going to go in a magazine, then you can still register that that photo and protect it, you know, and so that way it can't get stolen in the future. But and and even if your images are, let's say you didn't register images, and you you um, you know you bought along two years. People are starting to steal your images, and you still want to protect them. Uh-huh. You can still register that image, but you can only protect it from this point forward. You can't re- protect it from past copyright violations. So that you don't get any grandfather you, laws type right. thing. Like if I go out and do you ever go out and Google? Oh yeah, the, the Google image search. Yeah, yeah Google image. Yeah, you, that's, how, that's how I make money. Yeah. No, I need money. I go out. And do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just get on Google and look for my images. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Well, that, 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 that is really awesome, and it's a part that I think a lot of photographers don't understand, that this could be residual income later on, like yeah. stock photography. Yeah. A lot of guys yeah. do stock photography, yeah. and that stuff is, is primarily what I register most of the time, even yeah. though... I register all my images, because it's right. just as easy to register them all as it is to register you know, a few. 
Oh, it costs the same, and you know, to get them all registered. So you and have a reminder that you set every three every months. Three months, and just and then, and you just spit them out. I mean, it's easy. It's light. It literally takes me probably fifteen minutes to register my images. So yeah. when Lightroom do a search the last three months, spit them out to a file, zip that file, load it, upload the deal, send a credit card, boom, I'm done. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, too bad you can't prepay that for the year and get a discount. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever uh, do you do anything in your metadata? On the on the images, do you do any? Well, I, I tag I tag all mine. I sure. mean, I always do all meta tags on all my images. Right. What about the like your data metadata your your like your info copyright? Oh, yeah, that's all copyright. Yeah, I, I put tag all my stuff. You know, I fully tag my images with my copyright and all that stuff. Yeah, but that uh, and you need to. You do need you to. do you know anything about IPTC or? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I use okay, it all. We'll time. talk about that. Yeah. This is well. Let's talk about now. Okay. You already brought it up. Okay. People, so, I, you got to explain to what IP, IPTC data International is. Photography, I can't remember IPTC, but yeah, I use it all the time. So, so what exactly, I've, I've seen it, but what it exactly, I should know this, but I don't. What is it exactly? Well, it's just your metadata. IPTC it's, is your, yeah, it's thought, your copyright it's, information and your where you took the picture and the scene. and the, But who's you have to it. actually manually put that in there. Right, I put yeah. that in all mine, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, when you're importing into Lightroom. You can in Lightroom it. for that. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, I create a preset, and when I first import them, I apply my preset, which has got you know 80% of the data, but it doesn't tell you who was in the photo and right. your keywords. Right. So I go exactly. back later, keyword it, and all that stuff. Right, and I, right. And I have learned over the years, I've got over 300,000 images. you got to keyword your images. You won't be able to find things later. So, so are you using uh, the same catalog? Yep, one catalog. One Lightroom catalog? Mm-hmm. Wow, dude. Well, of course, you've got a beefy computer, though. You've yeah, got I got a pretty nice computer. Right. Well, he used to awesome. work in computer industry, yeah. so I'm sure he has a great idea on how to build these but it's, things. But it's really pretty, it's not that bad. I mean, it's... Because I know good. whenever, of course, I'm, you know, I was using a G5 at the time, but it, that that Lightroom catalog gets so big, it starts getting slow. What version of Lightroom? It's getting a lot faster. I mean, a lot five, better. I'm on 5 now, but that was... Back then, it Back was. then, though, yeah. Right. Yeah, like right now, I just upgraded to 5 yesterday. Oh, did you really? Really? How do you like the new one? I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, mean, I, I haven't even I played with it yet. <laughs> hey, it's great. I, I will talk offline. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's good. I'll tell you some stuff. It, it looks pretty much the same to me. And no, I, I think no, most of the no. I, IPCT data... Was the stuff that we used to attach to images when we'd send it across the wire to new services. Yeah, yeah, same stuff, right? So it's basically the same information: who's the owner, what your address is, what your telephone number, so the editors can get a hold but of. But also you. captions. And it has captions and captions and, and, and keywords where you can right. find them later and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Whenever really you upload it, like I noticed with my uh, copyright info, when it's in there, that's all I'm using right now. But when you upload it to Facebook, that shows up right there in the description. Right. Right. Really you know, cool. and you got and you make a good point. I mean, it's just as easy if you do it every ninety days. Mm -hmm. From creation day. Right. From creation, you don't have to, that's all your images, you don't have to mess with it ever again. Right. Exactly. You can just take care of them all at one time. If you don't do that, you still get protection, but it's just a lot easier to do it that way. Right. Now, and once it's been published, what's the published, what are, what are they considered published? If I take an image, put it on Facebook, mm -hmm. and then published. six weeks later or six months later, I decide to edit it or publish or register it. First time it goes public. First time it goes public. On Facebook, it goes on your printed. If it goes on Twitter, wherever it might be, that's published. Okay, so if you do it inside the 90 days, you don't. You could still put it on Facebook, mm -hmm. but inside right. of the 90 day creation date, right. it's still considered unpublished. Unpublished, that's correct. Even though you may have put it on social media. That's correct. But once you get outside of the 90 days, then if it's you want 35 per image. Per image, right. Versus okay. a collection. So what if what if I'm, I've shot some headshots? Is that the same thing? Mm-hmm. 
So it doesn't matter if it's editorial or doesn't matter. portraits. No. Or right. So basically, we're starting 2014. Right. So for the listeners, this is a great thing to start. Yeah. So before the end of March, right? Right. Well, I, okay, so before the end of March, so right. by March 29th or 28th, right. they need to export everything out to a small file. Small file. We'll give them, uh, we'll give them the link in the show notes. And hey, here's what you export out. This is where you upload the zip file to. You yep. pay your money, and all those are done. Boom, you're done. Right. And you're done. And, and that's while, basically and, a quarter. So if you're paying your quarter taxes, you can do it at the same time. Right. And it gives you a huge stick from people stealing. I, I get all the time because I've kind of a, become known locally as an expert on copyright. Right. All the time, people ask me, well, so and so stole my image. What can I do? My first question is Did you register, did you register it? Because it's too. If you didn't register it, then your options are this. If you did register it, your options are this. They're a lot bigger. Yeah, right. he's showing hand motions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. small Oops. and little big. Yeah, so, yeah. You, have, like, you, know. you got you got very lim- you got somewhat limited options. You can still sue. You can still have a lawsuit if you didn't register, but then you got to pay for the attorney. If you did register, you most likely get uh, an attorney to pick it up. On contingency. Yeah, but you know, I like I like your approach to it. You know, just saying, hey, look, I know you took my image without right. me knowing about it. Here's what you would normally pay under normal usage. Right. But if you decide to go this, I want you to look at this stuff because I'm going to pursue you. Right. You know, and yeah. they're going to be more inclined. And you just want to get paid. I just want to get paid, right. You just want to get yeah. paid for so the I don't, work I don't, you've done. I'm going to try not to publish. I'm going to try not to punish them. I'm just saying, hey, pay me my normal fee. I'm okay with it. If you want to argue with me. Here's your liability. You better talk to an attorney. Yeah, argue yeah, with just, me. I'm gonna hurt you. It's yeah. just like they come up and take your car out of your garage. That's my yeah. car, dude. Yeah, you know, or yeah. the hammer, or whatever. Right. <laughs> the hammer. The hammer. You know, somebody <laughs> somebody stole my uh, saw. I had a saw in there, it was a Dewalt saw, and took it right out of my garage. So. Here's the question: though. was it registered? <laughs> no, it wasn't even my saw. Oh, okay. Well, then they didn't really didn't take it. They just took it back. Fell off the back of a truck. I tried to catch the guy. I never caught him. That's, okay. That's a true story. That's a true story. We're going to bleep this whole part out. <laughs> no, we're not. Because he, he was breaking the law. This is, no, I tried to catch the guy. He's gone. That That All is right. awesome. Okay, so what other kind of information we can get these guys about copyright? Oh, you know, here's a good question. That just follows for U.S. copyright law. What about a copyright? Federal, I mean, for international? International. You're stuck. It's really hard to get pursue people, steal your images internationally. So if so, somebody in some cat in China is posted on his blog, he's in China. He's in China. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're done. It's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't happen. Right. So the guy. I mean, if you're Coca Cola, maybe, but if you're you right. know, James Pratt photography, you know, pretty <laughs> <laughs> well forget about that one. So yeah. the, the so the photo of my Tita Masu. That uh, Jane, Jane, Jim uh, actually was looking online doing, I don't know what you were doing, but you found a photo. My logo? Yeah, it was yeah, your it was logo. Yeah, in another country. In another country. I told him about that. Had used his logo, and I, and yeah, I but thought. But the guy's name was Jim Felder. Just and the guy, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I stole Jim my Felder. logo, and I, I thought I'd send him a message and ask him to take it off because that's my logo. No. And, he did it. Another thing you another thing you can do is if you know a lot of times I don't pursue people that are like, uh, you know, if they're a mom and pop or they're a little bitty, you know, just some kid or some blogging or something. blogging, you know, things like right. that. They're not making money off of it. I really don't bug them too much. But for copyright, you have to pursue it, or you you have to protect your copyright, or it becomes invalid. So if you find somebody that's using your image, you got to get them to stop using it, even if you don't get money out of it. Right. And so the way I do that is I send a, a DMC takedown notice. First, I ask them to take it down. If they don't take it down, then you mm-hmm. can see in the Digital Millennium Copyright Act takedown notice to their internet service provider, and they'll force them to take it down. 
because the internet service provider, the way DMCA works is it, DMCA Digital Millennium Copyright Act. The way it works is if you uh, if you if if you send a basically a takedown letter to the ISP, mm-hmm. if ISP takes it down, then they are not liable. If they oh. if they ignore it, then they become liable. Mm. And so you know they'll take it down in a heartbeat because they don't want to be liable, and then they'll you know then they'll deal with the ramifications later now but that is that going to be that's only going to be local as well that's, in the no, United that's, States. that's worldwide that's worldwide right. okay cool well i don't know if it so you can still try and protect your copyright even though you're right. not going to get any money out of right. that problem right i don't know if it works for you know international isps but most of your isps are you know have some type of u.s presence mm-hmm. and so you know facebook place, place like that yeah but like like you said earlier, if you don't pers- if you don't pursue it and say something, right, then you can't fight it later. Right, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, you have to pr- you have to defend your copyright, and so I, I you know I'll ask, first of all I just ask them to take it down. If they refuse to, then I'll do a DMCA takedown notice to their with your to their, info with my info, to, info right to the internet service provider. And if you Google DMCA takedown notice, every ISP has a form you just fill out, and send it to them. Really? So yeah. that that particular instance does, is that the is that different than what you would do if someone else? Well, if they're a commercial, taken- if they're if they're a commercial, if they're making money off my image, I'm going to go after them and try right. to get money. Right, if it's right. a mom, if it's a some kid or okay. some, you know, why some mother mom that's, that's yeah, mom that's blogging, yeah. I just you know I try to be nice to them and say please sure. take it down. If not, send a DMCA takedown notice and don't right. charge them anything. Mm-hmm. Right, but if like. Uh, Department of Tourism decides to use your photo. Or Holiday Inn stole one of my photos once, believe it or not. Really? Yes, they did. Huh. Now, you, you always wonder, I mean, with as much copyrights going on, you figure that most people have an idea. Right, they surely But I think a lot know. of people just assume if you post it online somewhere where they can actually do a right-click and save it, <laughs> that, that's good for them. They nope. can take it. Nope. That's illegal. That's illegal. Did now, you do you do anything on your website to protect? prevent people from doing that or is that just- no i uh, used to but you know what i found is editors don't really like looking at copyright stuff on your photos and so i kind of take it down because uh, i just don't want to slow down my editors and you know somebody i'm, I'm kind of almost of the opinion now says go ahead and steal it yeah go ahead and steal it. i'm <laughs> gonna find you yeah find- <laughs> yeah the other good thing is google's image search right yeah i love that people about that that's a really not yeah that's how i found some of my images right well let's talk about that okay so we talked about copywriting your images and protecting your image your your copyright otherwise it becomes invalid so how do you find these people so there's a i can't remember what it's called you can get a plugin for firefox that you right click on the image and it'll tell google to go do a google image search wow but it's only in firefox but if google image search itself you can go copy i think you copy the url of it jim and you say search that image, and it'll do an image search for that image all across the internet. Yeah, it'll find it. It'll it, find it. It, it will. Um, I've actually. I don't know if you you probably done this. Upload your image. Like you can. Yeah, I think that's upload, maybe. I think that's why you do it. Yeah. You can upload the image, and it will go find images. Yeah. It even it even finds images with the same color tones. And right. Similar same, images. Right. Uh, composition, kind of. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. It, yeah, so that's the be, main one is the Google image Google, search. Right. I think um, you're right. You upload it, but there's a plug-in for Firefox right. where you just right-click on the image mm-hmm. and search it. Speaking of right-clicking, uh, just for tips, a tip on WordPress, I've got a plug-in called uh, WordPress Protect, WP-Protect, and it prevents anyone from right-clicking, selecting, or anything oh, yeah. on your website. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. You can't highlight the text or anything. You just it's 
And I have to turn it off when I want to go and... What is it? Write Protect? WP Protect. It's WordPress Protect. It's a plug-in. So. Well, I'm actually writing these notes so he can read in my handwriting later on. And put them on the show notes. And put on the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I put WP Press. That's not even going to be right. That's, yeah, that's not even right at all. Um, in the early days of Photoshop, and still built into Photoshop, is a plug-in called Digimark. Yeah. Have you ever used any no. any services like that? No. I think we used it before uh, when I worked at uh, where I used to work. I don't. I don't know. I didn't, never did understand it. I didn't. It's, it's well, like, like the like the digital mark, and there's a couple of other ones. It, it being the digital photo, it's supposed to embed right. a hidden copyright, either serial number right. or name, that can only be viewed if. You're like in Photoshop or something; it would actually pop up. That was all great till Google came up with image search. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So image search is the way to go. That is. So you know, I'm well, Lightroom embeds it now too. So yeah. I think that was strictly. No, that was a paid service though. You had to pay it. They you're tracked right. it. They, they oh, tracked they tracked it. it. Yeah, that's like that stolen camera finder. I think it's a pile of crap. What you heard stolen of that, camera finder? Have you ever heard of that stolen camera finder web service? Mm-hmm. No. You can upload all your serial numbers, all stuff, and they claim they'll find your cameras if you oh. get stolen. Huh? Seriously? Oh, I want to try oh, that. Oh, yeah, because you... Uh, I got a bunch of mine stolen. You yeah, got a lot of stuff. Got, yeah, so not only do you get your copyright stolen, you get real equipment <laughs> stolen, too. $24,000 worth one bag. Wasn't it in broad daylight, too? Yeah, yeah, my house. Oh, gosh. oh, my God. No, I think it was at night, but it was at my house. Okay. In the driveway of my house. Mm. That is that is insane. Okay, so for these new guys that are just starting out, because we do have a lot of uh, our, our listeners that are new, should they register that? Should it's they take so, time now to register their stuff? I think so. It's so easy to do. It's a piece of cake. costs 15 bucks. And you may not think you'll ever want it, but some your images are going to be stolen. It's not a matter of if or when. I mean, it's not a matter of if, it's when. Because mm-hmm. they're going to be stolen. And if you want to protect them, you know, you're going to have a you're going to have a really hard time protecting them if you don't have them registered. If you have them registered, man, you can get you can really you get a big stick to protect your images with. I think it's so easy and so simple and so inexpensive, it's silly not to. So this should definitely be something. When we talk about business uh, to new photographers or teach a class or even do a a seminar, this is something we definitely need to touch on. You know, when you're you're researching and learning about lighting the camera equipment and protecting yourself with pricing so you can make a profit, Registering your images is key to long-term happiness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what, well, it, you know what? We should make some fortune cookies for James <laughs> to take yeah. out. Here's your yeah. fortune. Yeah. Register your images yeah. now. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I have not ever registered any of my images ever, but I'm going to now. Yeah, it's easy. It's yeah. really easy. It's too. It sounds too easy to not to do it. Right. It should be a new campaign for Photofacts Podcast. Yeah. You know what? Speaking of that, should we register the images we take for the podcast? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a loaded question. Well, James, thank you so much for you being with us again. We really appreciate your time, and uh, we'll get all these show notes online, and cool. uh, we'll put some links onto your website so people yeah. cool. can follow you. Awesome. And uh, we won't publish any public information, but you know they're going to find you when they have these questions. Sure, I don't mind. <laughs> I, I help a lot of other photographers. To me, you know, we a rising tide floats all boats, so mm-hmm. we can help every other photographer. Wow, you know what? That's something we need to put on there. The I like that. Rising tide. Rising tide floats, floats all, all, all the boats. boats. Yeah. Wow. So that you know, if we can help other photographers, rise up. Know, it, it all, we all go up. Yeah. 
I'm going to tweet that. I'm going to be the first one to tweet it. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks a lot, dude. Right. We really appreciate it. Right. Oh, Jim's going to shake his hands, too. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for another episode of Photo Facts Podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Photo Facts.